Hey there, it's Matt back with True Sleep. I am so sorry that I missed last week. It was just one of those weeks when things got busy and I was not able to record, but hoping to get back on track and want to dive right in with Revelation chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. Real quickly before I do, if you have any ideas of how I can improve on this podcast, please email me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com. I got some advice from a listener, my wife, as a matter of fact, uh, to make the pauses longer for you to pray and think. And so I'm going to try to do that this time. And also want to say a special hello to my listeners in the United States. Uh, the, the most represented state in the United States in terms of my listeners are in Maryland. And there, the town with the most listeners is Germantown. Uh, so hello to you in Germantown, Maryland. Appreciate you listening there. Appreciate you listening wherever you are. And we'll jump right in. Revelation chapter 1, starting in verse 9. And I hope you're comfortable. I hope you're ready to get some rest. Our whole aim with this podcast is to help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still, to find some peace and rest in a restless world. And God's Word brings that peace and that rest. Every bit of it is profitable, so I have a system of going through it, all the different genres. And uh, this episode finds us in the book of Revelation. So, again, for the sake of time, because I am a pastor and a family man and uh, engaged in a lot of other things. I don't have a great deal of time for this podcast. I don't have any time to market it or try to spread the word about it in any way or really even prepare for it. I just plop down, get the microphone set up, grab my Bible and start reading. So we're meditating on this live together and I'll start verse nine. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. All right, we'll stop there. So just a brief refresher, we have seen in previous episodes John introducing his apocalyptic circular letter that would be sent out to these real churches. Um, and now he's he's beginning, he's um, introducing himself here. This is John. We most believe that this is the Apostle John who is very close to Jesus. But for our sake, let's just look at the text, what he actually says as he introduces himself in verse 9. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. So let's just think about those two points of connection that, if you're a Christian, you share with the Apostle John here as you begin to receive the book of Revelation. He is your brother and he is your partner. I don't know if you have any biological siblings, but one thing that stands true of us as Christians is that our brotherhood as fellow Christians is uh, deeper and longer lasting than even our biological sibling relationships. Uh, we are brothers 
as fellow Christians in an eternal sense. John here identifies himself with the Christians who will read the book of Revelation as their brother. So I don't know if you think about yourself this way or not, but let's take a moment to pause and adjust our sense of identity. But if you're a Christian, if you are uh, one who trusts in and follows Jesus, you're part of this brotherhood of Christ. And even the Apostle John is your brother. Uh, So let's just, I'm going to give you a pause to think about your relationships with fellow Christians and how you view yourself in connection with the greater church throughout all history and around the world, all the way back, even including the apostles. You are, if you are in Christ, a brother or sister with all your fellow Christians. So just let that sink in for a few moments. We live in a society, at least in America here, we live in a society that is so disconnected. We're all a bunch of free-floating individuals with our own individualized algorithms on all of our devices, and we're just so disconnected. But in Christ, we are deeply connected. And so let's take some time and just scan through who are all the Christians in your life that you are connected with in relationship, hopefully especially through your local church. You really need to be formally joined to and committed to a local church. Now, just take a moment to thank God for the brothers and sisters in your life as a Christian. He says, I, John, your brother and partner. So John sees himself as the brother of those who will receive revelation and partner with them. So as Christians, we are brothers and sisters together. We're also partners. We are joined together, shared participants in a shared endeavor. And he's going to use one, two, three Uh, different words to explain our partnership, what it is that we're partnered in. And let's take some time to think about those as we're meditating. Brother and partner, first, in the tribulation that is in Jesus. So we are partners in the trouble that comes in this world for being Christians, in the heartache, in the hard times. Let's take a minute to think about Uh, current day tribulation that Christians face. Maybe you're facing tribulation for being a Christian. Maybe you're not, but I guarantee there are many Christians around this world who definitely are. Uh, As I'm recording this, it's uh, late August of 2021, and the Taliban has just retaken Afghanistan, and we 
here in America are thinking of our brothers and sisters, our fellow Christians in Afghanistan, definitely entering into some serious tribulation. Uh, so just take a moment to reflect on the tribulation that some of our brothers and sisters, our partners, are facing right now for being Christians. Now, you might be listening to this, and you may be in a part of the world where you are encountering a great deal of tribulation and stress and persecution for being a Christian. And uh, where I am in North America right now, that's really not the case. Uh, we feel the the social norms turning away from a Christian worldview and even against a Christian worldview, but not in any way that's really causing great harm. Uh, so if you are in a, a tribulation scenario, I just want to pray for you and encourage those meditating on this to to pray for you. Um, and actually, that's how we'll spend the next few moments. If you would just say a prayer for our partners in tribulation, our brothers and sisters in Christ who are experiencing great difficulty. I'll sort of start things off, but I'll leave a space of time for you to just pray. Father, we want to pause our meditation of your word and just cry out to you on behalf of our partners and brothers and sisters around the world in different places where it is brutally difficult to be a Christian and they're encountering real persecution. Would you please strengthen them in the faith, give them the protection and provision and encouragement they need to continue to trust and follow Jesus, even in the midst of tribulation. So he says that he is our partner in the tribulation that is in Jesus. Secondly, he says, and the kingdom that is in Jesus. So we as Christians are fellow citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is our king. So we're brothers and sisters. We're partners in tribulation. And we're partners in this kingdom as fellow citizens of the kingdom. So again, just another identity adjustment here. You are not uh, just another free-floating individual in this world, and you're not merely a citizen of your country. You are a citizen of the eternal kingdom of God. Now, what difference would it make for you as you enter into the next day after you get some rest to live in light of your identity as a brother or sister with all fellow Christians across the world and throughout time, a partner in tribulation, 
and a partner in the kingdom. We are partners in tribulation, we are partners in the kingdom, and finally, we are partners in the patient endurance in Jesus. Patient endurance. This is the idea, biblically, of long-suffering. The ability to remain under pressure, discomfort, pain, for long periods of time while being faithful to Jesus. Some of you are in the midst of that right now, and some of you are not. But we are all connected. We're all partners in this. And so, again, I think it's good to pause and reflect and pray for Christians that we know or are familiar with who may be struggling to patiently endure. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to just let your mind think about what Christians are there right now in the world who are struggling to patiently endure. Pray for God to help them hold up. So John is our brother, and he's our partner in tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. And as he wrote this, he was on the island called Patmos, which means he's referring to an exile that he encountered while he was being persecuted. And he explains why he was exiled and persecuted. He says it was on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. As Christians... But we're not going to be persecuted because we are nicer than everybody else. It's not as though we're in a world where everybody else loves being mean and we're trying to be nice and people are bullying us because we're trying to be good people. Uh, all the religions of the world believe in their code of morality and they're all trying to be good and they're all trying to be nice. If we're going to encounter persecution, it's going to be because of the narrowness of our belief about what is true and how one can be saved or made righteous. We believe that Jesus is the one and only way to be made right with God. And we believe that his word, captured in the Bible, is the only true word of God. And because that contradicts every other major world religion and minor world religion and every other world view, uh, it is extremely controversial. It's offensive. Uh, and there's just no getting around that. And so... I think at this stage in our meditation, it would be good for us to pause and just re... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strengthen our grip on the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus, the Gospel. Because even if we're not experiencing it now, there will be pressure to let go of these things in this world. 
and will encounter suffering and tribulation for it. So how firm is your grip on the Word of God as true and the testimony of Jesus as true? If you were to face a group of people who told you you must stop believing in Jesus as the one and only way to be made right with God, or that you must stop saying it out loud, or that you must stop meeting with fellow Christians who believe in this narrow gospel, would you relent and let go of Jesus, or would you stand firm, even if that meant being a social outcast or losing your business or being marginalized and losing your voice in society or even coming to physical harm, would you hold firm? If you're a Christian, I believe you would hold firm. Even if you're not so sure right now, I believe the Holy Spirit would strengthen you with the courage you would need in that moment. Because we are, as Revelation has already reminded us, we are servants of Jesus Christ. And we've been told the things that we might face, and we are out here as witnesses of Jesus and His Word in this world. We're blessed by God. We are... Um, servants of the king we're citizens of the king and his kingdom we've been freed from our sins by his blood and formed into a kingdom by him a kingdom of priests to god the father we exist for his glory we know that jesus is coming back one day with the clouds everyone will see him all christians will be vindicated we know that he is the alpha and omega he is the lord god he is the one who is and who was and who is to come the almighty so yes, I believe we Christians will stand firm together as brothers and partners in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. And for you tonight, as you continue to think on these things and pray over these things and get some rest, I just want to pray for you now uh, in response to this passage. Father, I pray for this brother or sister who is listening right now, this fellow partner in Christ, that you would, as they rest, strengthen their faith, strengthen their grip on your word and the testimony of Jesus, solidify their backbone, their determination to live for Jesus and speak the truth in love about Jesus, our one Savior, our one Lord, the one way to be made right with you.
And I trust you to do this. And I entrust them into your hands now in Jesus' name. Amen.